But today is really exciting because it's Blockbuster Sundays. Come on, if you love Blockbuster Sundays, give me a shout, everybody. It's super fun. Now listen, we've had some great times in worship, some great times in focus prayer. But right now we're gonna do something special and these are going on for the next three weeks. And we're gonna take some time just to pull out some spiritual truths in stories that we love. These stories are powerful because they're movies that we love. Now you may say, movies in church, why are we doing that? Well, if you look at the life of Jesus, one of the most influential things that he did was teach in stories. And a lot of the times, he would teach them these things called parables, where he would use a story that they could relate to that would connect them to the spiritual truth and power that he was trying to teach them in that moment. So we think during the time of age that we live in, some of the best parables that we see are movies and stories that we connect to. So today, it's gonna be a little different, but it's really fun, and it is kind of at the movies, which is why hopefully you grabbed your Coke and popcorn when you walked in. We are going to take a message today and pull it out of one of my favorite movies, and we're gonna lean in. You have your notes today, and I know the things that God wants to speak to you today are going to be powerful and real, and I know that you can leave this place feeling encouraged and excited for what God is going to do in and through your life. There is always hope because hope has a name and that name is Jesus. And we're gonna celebrate that name over these next few weeks. So here's how we start the messages of Blockbuster Sundays. Hopefully you got the little card or you saw the card with the instructions not to open your can of soda before because this is our special moment. So go ahead and reach down, grab your can of Coke and we're gonna kind of get this off to christen the first week. Don't open it yet. Don't open this way, I'm gonna count to three. All right, so on the count of three, we're gonna hear that nice which signifies some freshness in the room because hey, God's got a fresh word for you this morning. Hey, oh, come on, that's good stuff right there. Not stale, not flat, but fresh. All right, so hold up your soda here, we're gonna pray, and I'm actually gonna pray and then we're gonna do it. You know, church, Coke, praying, come on, what's weird? That's weird, but it's okay, we're having fun with it. God, we pray that you would speak to us today for our first Blockbuster Sundays week as we talk about the power of dreams in our life. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Come on, local city, let's get it started. Pop that Coke in three, two, one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, morning, local city. Welcome to the first Sunday of Blockbuster Sundays. We're so glad you're here, and we can't wait to start our first Blockbuster Sunday movie in just a few minutes. And here we are in the car, getting ready to film some great scenes for you. But I wanted to intro what we're doing today. So it's week one of Blockbuster Sundays, and I figured, why don't we make this special? You see, there's places on Earth called thin places, where the heavenly realm and the earthly realm just seem to be a little bit closer, where it's easy to experience God, where it's easier to experience and see the miraculous happen. So I thought today, for the first week of Blockbuster Sundays, why don't we go to a thin place, a place where heaven and earth are a little bit closer. Today for Blockbuster Sundays, we find ourselves at one of the most beautiful places in all the world, Florida State University. 
as we open up Blockbuster Sundays with the movie, Rudy. Everybody around here has a job at the mill. I don't want to work there. Where else are you going to find a job for over five bucks an hour? You got union protection. You got relatives watching your front side and your back side. Where are you going to find such a thing, young man? You tell me that, and God be with you. But Dad, Pat Mulcairn's going there. What, what are you, you going to give me indigestion here? Daniel, leave the boy alone. Yeah, but this boy can go off on his own. You heard him. That's enough. Now, has anybody else got anything to say to me before I start this meal? After high school, I'm going to play football at Notre Dame. <laughs> You're gonna play football at Notre Dame? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna buy a mansion on Lakeshore Drive. Rudy. Bye. Sherry, Dreams. What was the first dream you had as a kid? I'm not talking about the dream maybe that kept you up at night or made you have to go sleep in your parents' room of that monster that was in the closet. I'm talking about the dream you had as a kid where you believed anything was possible, where you truly believed that you could do anything. Right now, our five-year-old son, Shepard, has a dream that he wants to be an astronaut one day, to fly to the stars and visit other planets. And I think seeing his heart so excited about what could happen, what could be in his life, is one of the most beautiful things about us as humans. I also believe it's one of the most powerful things that we can see in our life that is evidence of God, our Creator, our Heavenly Father. It says in the book of Ephesians that God can accomplish more than we ask, think, or imagine. So today, for Blockbuster Sundays, we are talking about the story and the movie of Rudy, a movie based on the true life of Rudy Rudiger, who in the 1970s grew up and had a dream to play for the University of Notre Dame. The title of our conversation this morning is Dream Again. I pray today that God would speak to you so clearly about maybe that forgotten or what you believed was dead dream inside of you. The clip we just watched showed us that sometimes our dreams are met with resistance. I believe a dream that is truly given to us from God, that is bigger than ourselves, is always gonna be met with resistance. You see young Rudy tell his family his dream of playing football at Notre Dame one day. And how is it met? It's met with laughter, it's met with sarcasm, it's met with unbelief. Have you ever felt that way? where you believed that God could truly do something inside of you, that God could truly do something in and through your life, but you felt like your circumstances or the people around you met that dream with resistance, with sarcasm, with making fun, or even unbelief in the fact that you could do something great with the God-sized dream in your heart. Let me encourage you with a verse today from Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse two. It says that you have been set apart as holy to the Lord your God, and he has chosen you from all the nations of the earth to be his own special treasure. I believe today these words can encourage you and remind you who you are and just the fact that God created you and set you apart. What does that mean? He chose you for significant and special purposes and he designed you with a divine dream inside to change the world. And sometimes we just have to surround ourselves with the right voices, the voice of God, and surround ourselves with the right voices of people, His church, His house, who encourage us 
and push us forward. In this next clip, we'll see Rudy sit down with his friend who brings a very important encouragement to him to keep going. Watch this. What is today? Friday? No, no, I mean the day. August 23rd. And that is my birthday. 22 big ones. Oh, Pete, it's starting to go by too fast. Well, I know I didn't have time to wrap it, but, you know. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, shouldn't have, Pete. No, I don't. Gary and I saw it in the surplus store, and I said, that's got to be yours. This is unbelievable. Pete, I don't know how I'm ever going to thank you. How's it look? You were born to wear that jacket. Do you know that era? is the only head coach in Notre Dame history that encourages walk-on players? You probably know more about that team than half the players. I can't wait to get there. Guess how much money I have saved up? Uh, what? 20. 30, uh, 80, 50. $1,000. Oh! <laughs> That's a good start. took me serious, Pete. Well, you know what my dad always said. Having dreams is what makes life tolerable. Dreams are what make life tolerable. Now, as much as I think that statement's great, I'd like to tweak it a little bit, that I believe dreams make life worth living. God created you to have a dream in your heart. As we walk through this story of Rudy, I wanna parallel it with the story of Joseph in the Bible. You see, Joseph was one of many brothers and his father Jacob loved him dearly. He loved him so much and wanted to show that he was set apart in his eyes by gifting him a beautiful coat of many colors. Now, what's so significant about a coat, you may say? We have lots of coats in Florida. We can wear them for like two days out of the year. But what did it signify? To his brothers and to those around him, it signified the love that Jacob had for Joseph. It signified the royalty and identity that was bestowed upon Joseph from his father. I love the parallel in this scene where Rudy's friend gives him a coat that he purchased with his own money to remind him of the dream that was inside of him and to never give up on that dream that was in his heart. You see, with Jacob and with our Heavenly Father God, he so desperately wants you to know that he has set you apart with specific dreams inside of your life to see the miraculous happen in you and through you. Our life is not our own. Our life is supposed to have an overflow into those around us. But that doesn't mean it's not gonna come without resistance and sacrifice. In this next clip, we're going to see how some negative voices begin to enter into Rudy's life from one of his closest people in his own life, his dad. Watch this clip. Your grandfather saved all of his life. 
to bring the family to this country. He got a good job in the stockyards. He had a nice little house in South Chicago. I was about 12. <laughs> Somebody sold him on the idea. He ought to move to the country and become a dairy farmer. Wait. <laughs> he buys some land, you know, gets a couple hundred cows. Within five months, every one of those cows was dead with disease. It was the depression. Couldn't sell the land. There's no work. So one day, he took off. Didn't come back. My brothers and me, we split up to live with friends and relatives. <sighs> Chasing a stupid dream causes nothing but you and everyone around you heartache. Notre Dame is for rich kids, smart kids, great athletes. It's not for us. You're a Rudiger. There's nothing in the world wrong with being a Rudiger. You can have a nice life. Frank is going to take over plan number two in a couple of years. You make more than me and Johnny. You know he's in charge of the expansion program. I don't want to be Frank or John. Write this down for me today. Focus on the one who gave you the dream, not the ones trying to rob you of your dream. You see in this clip, we see how Rudy is sitting down with his father and he says because of the past cost that he has seen others have to make in following their dreams, he is now speaking that over his son to just live life safe, live life comfortable because then it won't cost you anything. We can see this in the life of Joseph as well. He has given a dream from the Lord that at some point in his life, all of his family, his brothers and his family are going to bow down to him. Now, of course, that's not going to be well received when he goes and tells his brothers this. Think about your little sibling coming to you and telling you, hey, one day you're going to bow down to me. Probably would not be received with a big smile on your face. There would probably be a little bit of offense and resentment. And that's what happens in Genesis chapter 37. Let's read this verse of his brother's response when Joseph tells him, tells them what is going to happen. His brothers responded, so you think you will be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. I love this idea 
that in our dreams, we are going to encounter resistance and people will try to rob us of this dream. Look what it says about Joseph. They hated him because of what? Because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. In Joseph's life and in Rudy's life, we can see that they talked about this dream with so much confidence, so much excitement that it could really happen. Actually, in later on in Genesis 37, 50, his brothers even say, here comes this dreamer. He now walks with the title dreamer. Local City, may our lives be known as that, as people who believe, who are dreamers in what is possible. What if God really does show up? What if God really does answer that prayer? What if God really is trustworthy and brings that miracle into your life? It is so much better to live life as a dreamer. And we have to be around people who speak life to those things inside of us, who bring out those God-given things that are inside our hearts and inside our souls that are so desperately trying to come out to make an impact on the world. In this next clip, we'll see Rudy in a great spot in church, listening to his pastor. Watch this. Taking your appeal to a higher court. I'm desperate. If I don't get in next semester, it's over, done. Notre Dame doesn't accept senior transfers. Well, you did a hell of a job, kid. Chasing down your dream. I don't care what kind of job I did. If it doesn't produce results, it doesn't mean anything. I think you'll discover that it will. Maybe I haven't prayed enough. I'm sure that's not the problem. Praying is something we do in our time. The answer's come in God's time. Have I done everything I possibly can? Can you help me? Son, in 35 years of religious studies, I've come up with only two hard, incontrovertible facts. There is a God, and I'm not him. Oh, thank God. 
That's one of my favorite scenes of the entire movie, where we see Rudy overcome with emotion after a culmination of two years of hard work and sacrifice and resistance and unbelief from people around him. He had achieved his dream, the first part of his dream of being accepted to the University of Notre Dame. After working hard in his classes and working different jobs to make his way, he finally was one big step closer to seeing his dream come to realization. Come on, if you're not drawn to tears from that scene, there's something wrong with you. But anyway, what I love about this scene is it reminds us that dreams, write this down, dreams take hard work and sacrifice. Dreams take hard work and sacrifice. This idea that dreams are just going to happen easy just isn't true. Everything that changes the world, everything that makes a difference or leaves a legacy requires hard work and sacrifice. And we're seeing that come to play in Rudy's life. We also see it in Joseph's life. So as we talked about, Joseph's brothers did not like him at all because of his dreams. And they wanted to get rid of him so badly that they eventually sell him into slavery. And he finds himself owned by a man named Potiphar. But because of Joseph's good heart and sacrifice and hard work, he elevates himself to be in command of all of Potiphar's house and resources. But because Joseph is a good looking man and Potiphar's wife is not so great of a person, she accuses Joseph of something and Potiphar throws Joseph in jail. But even in jail, Joseph did not, does not get discouraged. He does not get defeated. He continues to move forward with the power of his dream inside of him. And we see him use the talents and giftings of dream interpretation that God gave him to establish himself as a leader in the prison. It says again that Joseph is made leader of the prison in charge of all the prisoners. And why was this possible? I believe it's possible because of this verse that Joseph kept going back to throughout all of his life. Genesis 39.2 says this, The Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did as he served. The Lord was with Joseph. Local city, can I tell you today, for those dreams that feel dead, for that person sitting in the auditorium today that feels isolated, alone, and forgotten about, that you feel like you have no purpose inside of you, I want you to know right now in this moment, the Lord is with you and you will find success when you continue to serve and trust Him and step into that sacrifice and hard work. God makes all things, the good and the bad, all things, work together for good to those who love him. And God loves you and he wants to see the best in your life, but he also wants to see you surrender to him, fully entrusting that he knows what's best for you as you follow him one step at a time through hard work and sacrifice.
True trust in God is again what makes the impossible possible. We see that as Rudy begins to step into his dream and he is getting beaten and battered at practice week in and week out, we begin to realize the next point of our conversation, which is that dreams take faithfulness and a commitment to keep showing up. No matter what, Rudy had to keep showing up at practice. No matter how injured or bloodied he got, he showed up. And I believe today, local city, if you would make that commitment in your life, when it comes to your relationship with your heavenly father, when it comes to your commitment to his church, to keep showing up, God will make those dreams happen in your life. Here's what it says in Psalm 37, four. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. I love that verse. I love that it says, take delight in God, not take delight in your own things, take delight in your own comfort. It means be satisfied and love God first, and then he will give you the desires of your heart. I'm standing in front of one of my favorite locations at all of Florida State's campus, and that's the unconquered statue. I want you to know that throughout all time, throughout all existence, God remains unconquered. It doesn't mean you're not gonna go through battles. It doesn't mean you're not gonna have to fight and keep showing up, but I promise you, God remains unconquered. When Jesus conquered sin and the death and the grave and walked out alive, he conquered all those things for you and for me so that we could walk full and with freedom today. In John 10, 10, Jesus says, I have come to give you life and life to the full, to live unconquered. So today commit to those God-sized dreams to remain faithful and keep showing up no matter what. Because here's the thing, when you live that way, when you live that way truly, it inspires those around you. And throughout the movie of Rudy, we see his coaches, his players, his friends and family begin to accept that contagious dream that he had lived with for so long. And they begin to change the way they lived and they began to support him and believe in him. Look at this next clip as we see his team rally around him so he has a chance to finally play in a real game at Notre Dame to achieve his dream. What you doing here? Don't you have practice? Not anymore. I quit. Oh. Well, since when are you the quitting kind? I don't know. I just don't see the point anymore. So you didn't make the dress list. There are greater tragedies in the world. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. To prove to everyone prove that I worked... Prove what? 
that I was somebody. Oh, you are so full of crap. You're five feet nothing, a hundred and nothing, and you got hardly a speck of athletic ability. And you hung in with the best college football team in the land for two years. And you're also going to walk out of here with a degree from the University of Notre Dame. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. And after what you've gone through, if you haven't done that by now, it ain't gonna never happen. Now go on back. I'm sorry I never got you to see your first game in here. I've seen too many games in this stadium. I thought you said you never saw a I've game. I've never seen a game from the stands. You were a player? I rode the bench for two years. Thought I wasn't being played because of my color. I got filled up with a lot of attitude, so I quit. Still not a week goes by, I don't regret it. And I guarantee a week won't go by in your life, you won't regret walking out, letting them get the best of you. You hear me clear enough? Come in. I want Rudy to dress in my place, coach. He deserves it. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Georgia Tech is one of the top offensive teams in the country. You're an all-American, and our captain act like it. I believe I am. Me too, coach. I want Rudy to dress in my place. Coach, this is Rudy. Rudy, coach. Ready for this my whole life. Then you take us out on feet.
dreams change the world and change those around you. Throughout this movie, we see the people around Rudy begin to change because of his faithfulness and intense commitment and belief in the dream that was in his heart. And I tell you, local city, that a dream is what makes life worth living. A dream sets you apart. And when you commit to the hard work and sacrifice and faithfulness and the commitment to keep showing up, your dream will change the world and the world of those around you. There simply is nothing better than living the fully surrendered and fully believed in the powers of God in your life. God is good, God is great, and He has some things inside of you that He wants to work in, and He has some things through you that He wants to accomplish that truly will change the world. Now, we've been through a lot of difficult things. Just like Rudy, we've been beaten down by life. We've had people betray us and hurt us with their words, but I'm telling you, God remains unconquered, and that dream in your heart is not dead. Let's go back to the story of Joseph, sold into slavery by his brothers, constantly hurt and betrayed by people as all he is trying to do is make a difference and live well and truly be a good person. But he stays committed and he remembers that verse, but God was with Joseph. And eventually he becomes second in charge of all of Egypt, second only to Pharaoh. And Egypt enters a time of famine and all of the land has no food except for Egypt because of Joseph's divine dreams that he has that God was able to bring to him. And you know what happens? Joseph's family comes to him in need. They are desperate and they need his help. And Joseph does not respond with revenge or respond with hurt. He says in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, that what you intended to harm me, God intended for all good. He brought me to this position so that I could save the lives of many people, including yours. That is the perspective local city. That is the powerful posture to have. That the world, the enemy, culture, they intend to harm us. Other people, you may intend to harm me, but God meant it for good. And not just good so that I can be a champion and say, look at me, but to be good so that I could help those around me. And as we close today, watch the most powerful scene in all of Rudy as he achieves his dream and sees that dream change others around him and change the world around him as well. Let's finish up and watch this. Dan Rudy, a war-born senior, subject of a future article in yesterday's student newspaper, The Observer, after toiling for two years in
Come on, that's good stuff right there, local city. Why don't you stand to your feet as we close today and close your eyes. What a powerful story. I know today may have been different, but I just, man, I was so encouraged and excited sitting on the front row today. Because stories really impact us, and maybe something today spoke to you. There's been a dream in your heart that you felt was dead and you felt was gone. Maybe it was just the fact to live a life that had purpose and could make a difference. Well, I believe that God wants to breathe fresh life into what you thought was dead. I believe God wants to breathe fresh vision and joy into your heart today. Maybe it starts today with simply taking the most important dream and realizing it's already become a reality that you can have a relationship with your heavenly father because of Jesus. Maybe you've never said yes to Jesus today. I believe even watching a movie in church, you can be brought to Jesus and you can experience him and know him because this was just a vehicle. This was just a way to get you there. To this moment, with your eyes closed, you can say yes to Jesus. This is an important moment, and we're going to close here in just a minute, but we don't want to move through this moment fast. If you feel like today is the day that you need to say yes to Jesus, if you feel like today is the day that you want to have that relationship with your Heavenly Father again or for the first time, to give your life to Jesus for the first time or simply rededicate your life, listen, we at Local City want to pray for you. We want to surround you with community who can lift you up and strengthen you. So if you're here in this room and you would say, you know what, Ryan, I've never said yes to Jesus today or I've forgotten about him in my life. When I count to three, I simply want you to raise your hand. And you raising your hand is an outward action of what's going on on the inside. It can't just happen on the inside. There has to be an action that says, God, you're speaking to me and I respond today. And listen, local city, you're here already. If you're sitting in this room, God has brought you to this point already. And I believe It's all for the fact that you can say yes to Jesus today. And we're going to celebrate you. We're going to get you connected. And we're going to believe truly the best is yet to come for your life. Doesn't mean you're not going to have to battle. Doesn't mean you're not going to have to fight. But you will have access to that unconquered name of Jesus. So if it's you today that says, Ryan, I need to say yes to Jesus today. Or just give my life to him again. And remind myself who he is. And have that deep, meaningful relationship with him. When I count to three, would you just raise your hand? One, two, three three. Just raise your hand if that's you today. Awesome. 